Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm Michael Sindler, Cropping Systems Extension Educator. Today I'm going to be joined by Dr. Amit Jala uh, from the University of Nebraska, and we're going to be talking about uh, dicamba products that you can use for controlling weeds in soybeans. Amit, how are you doing this morning? Doing very well. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Towards the end of, or I should say in the middle of 2020, we had uh, some of the uh, labels pulled on dicamper products. What do we have available looking at the 2021 uh, growing season for dicamper products that we can use in soybeans? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, yeah, we had several up and down in 2020 growing season uh, because uh, in June 2020, the U.S. Court of the Ninth Circuit, they pulled off the label of uh, three dicamba products. And then again in October 2020, U.S. EPA approved three dicamba products that includes um, Xtendimax, Engineer, and Tevium. So now those three products will be available in 2021 growing seasons and beyond. Now, to my understanding, uh, even though those products are available, there's been some changes. There's some more restrictions in using them. Can you explain a little bit on what these instructions, new instructions, I'm going to do a three count. One, two, three. Now, to my understanding, there's been some changes. There's some more restrictions when using uh, these Dicamba products. Can you explain some of these new restrictions? That is true. There are uh, some additional restrictions uh, came on with the five-year registrations of uh, all three products. And uh, number one is, uh, see now, they prohibit uh, dicamba application in uh, dicamba-resistant soybean after June 30th, uh, regardless of soybean growth stage. So earlier, the requirement was like you can apply any of this dicamba-based product in Roundup Ready to Extend soybean up to R1 growth stage. But now that is uh, going to be changed. You cannot apply any of this dicamba-based products in dicamba-resistant soybean after June 30th. And this is regardless of state requirements. So this is like a countrywide cutoff date uh, will be the end of June will be the cutoff date uh, to apply any of these products. So that is number one additional requirement uh, that came on with the new registration. The second requirement is uh, everyone who is going to apply this Dicamba-based products, they have to include a pH buffering agent. And it is also known as uh, volatility reduction agent or VRA, volatility reduction agent. So it's abbreviated as VRA. And so they have to be tank mixed with dicamba products. And the idea of using this uh, volatility reduction agent is to reduce the volatility of dicamba. So that was the second requirement. Um, And the third requirement is now it requires a downwind downwind buffer of 240 feet and 310 feet in areas where 
endangered species are located. So in Nebraska, there are certain areas where endangered species are located. And so for them, for those growers um, whose fields are near to those areas, they have to maintain a downwind buffer of about 200 feet uh, to 330 feet. So somewhere in that range, and it depends on some other factors. So those three are new requirement. Uh, they were not in earlier registered products. And some of them I believe will help to reduce the overall dicamba off target injury issues because um, you remember in last uh, three years since this dicamba resistance soybean came onto the market, uh, we had number of uh, complaints uh, about uh, off target injury issues of dicamba. And, and these are still on top of the fact that you're not supposed to use AMS uh, along with these products to, yes. to, to reduce that uh, volatility issue. Yes, yes. Uh, so ammonium sulfate, uh, which is also known as AMS, uh, cannot be mixed with any of these products. Even if you tank mix dicamba products with glyphosate or any other herbicide, you cannot really include AMS with this tank mixture. All right. So uh, with that June 30th cutoff, that's going to make it kind of tricky um, trying to control some of those weeds, uh, depending on your planning date. Is, is there any advice of uh, where, where to look at to, to use dicamba in your uh, chemical lineup if that is going to be an issue? The best suggestion I can give is... Uh... Michael, growers, you know, should consider early planting soybean and then they will able to take advantage of uh, applying dicamba-based product uh, post-emergence. Uh, they should still definitely consider using pre-emergence herbicide um, within few days of planting soybean and then they should able to apply one post-emergence application of dicamba somewhere in the growing season before reproductive one growth stage, uh, means when soybean is at about 50% flowering stage, uh, they have to apply before that or June 30th. So whatever comes first. So I think the key will be just plant soybean first and then apply pre-emergence herbicide. And then by the time you will see the residual activity of uh, those uh, pre-emergence herbicide will reduce, then maybe after a month or after a month and a half, you can consider applying dicamba-based products um, only one time in a growing season. And by that way, it will be before R1 growth stage and it will be before June 30th. So now this isn't on the label side, but there's a little bit of a change, at least from uh, extension side um, we are no longer providing uh, dicamba training, right? That will be all on the uh, herbicide companies to provide that. Yes. Uh, now, dicamba training is not being provided by UNL or Nebraska Department of Agriculture. We have done this for the last three years, uh, but now with all the changes occurring in the label and product information, everything, so from 
this year, each and every applicant or grower or whosoever is going to apply this Dacoma-based product, they have to go for this training. And most of them are available online, but it's being provided by all the industry partners and not directly by UNL or Nebraska Department of Agriculture. Anything else uh, related to changes in dicamba? Yeah, just uh, one more point. I want to discuss a little bit in detail about uh, requiring an approved pH buffering agent. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it will be known as volatility reduction agent or VRA. So the idea of using this pH buffering agent is it will maintain the pH of the spray solution above five. So most of the time, what happened in last three years is when you add dicamba in your tank with water, the pH will go up. And then when you add Roundup or any glyphosate-based product in that tank mixture, the pH of that spray solution will go down. And sometimes it could be as down as three or four. So when pH of this tank solution is less than five, it actually increases the chances of more volatility from dicamba. And so to reduce or to increase the pH of the spray solution, now there are some pH buffering agents will be available from this growing season that uh, you will have to consider in addition to drift reducing agent, which is already available in the marketplace and growers are familiar with those. But this time, yeah, they have to uh, include a pH buffering agent. Uh, The most common pH buffering agent, I believe that will go with Extendimax will be Vapor Grip Extra is the name of this um, uh, VRA, which will be available in the marketplace. And uh, uh, BSF also has a product uh, called Sentries, uh, which is going to be available and it can be mixed with uh, Engineer. So those are the two products I'm familiar with uh, will be available. And there will be some other products um, which uh, will be available um, and they can be included uh, just to increase the overall pH of the spray solution. And it is going to be very important. uh, As I mentioned, if the pH is less than five, it actually increases the chances of uh, volatility from the dicamba products. Now, will your weed field day that you have, uh, will some of your demo plots there have uh, demonstrations of at least one of these products with the new pH buffering agents? Yes, yeah, we will have some of those products we will include in our uh, demonstration tour. And uh, so I encourage all the growers to attend uh, our extension field days uh, going to be in summer, uh, at least tentatively. I have planned one on June 23rd at South Central Ag Lab. uh, And there will be one more on June 30th at a research site near Carlton, Nebraska. Well, thanks for joining me today and talking a little bit about how the the Canva labels have changed. Yeah, thank you, Michael. And, uh, you know, I will add one more point. Uh, When growers will apply Dicamba-based products in corn, they should still do not 
mix ammonium sulfate with those products because some of them products are i mean on the label as per the label you can add ams but again we now we have a knowledge that it is going to increase the volatility chances so i suggest uh, growers not to add ammonium sulfate with any of the dicamba based product whether you are applying in soybean or even in corn so at least two dicamba based products being applied in corn like diflex and diflex duo they already have made uh, changes in their label and now those two products you cannot mix ams with them and i believe even if you are using other products like clarity or banwell or status um, i suggest do not mix ams uh, just to reduce the chances of uh, off target injury issues from dicamba that's a great reminder well thanks for joining me thank you michael Thank you.